0: Hi, I'm Tracy and I'm Lena
1: and we love healing children.
0: In fact, we're the
1: co-owners and founders of healing children, LLC. And this is our podcast, the bumpy road to healing where we get real about what children need
0: emotionally and how best to support them. We skip the fluff and get right to the heart of it. podcast, we want to talk about is kind of rewards, reinforcements, um, bribery. Um and the reason we talk about it is it's something that comes up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um in the beginning of our career, this was huge in education. Yeah. Um almost led us to lead education, to be honest. Yeah. And we're seeing a huge comeback in this being the way to manage behavior.
1: Well and I think from I don't know about you. Well I do know about you, what am I saying? Yes I know you for a long a time. A long time. I know for me when I started as a school counselor, like I wanted to see change in the kids, and I believe it, I believe it could happen. And I came from, you know, the social worker in juvenile justice and then working in the junior high. And then all of a sudden I came to elementary school counseling and it was like, we're rewarding them when they're when they're these kids who are struggling with all this behavior, they get rewards, but nobody else does. It's like I felt like we were appeasing the kids and babying them. Yeah. And it's like I didn't. Go into this because I don't think that's gonna actually help them mature. Mm-hmm.
0: And and I when I came into it, because all of my classes have to do with like systematic rewards. Yeah. All the research is based on animals. Okay. There's a little bit on on, on people. people, but all my classes, all the research was on animals. And so trying to figure out how do we apply this to people who have free will, it was it was very confusing to me. And uh-huh. I didn't I didn't see a lot of gains with it. Right. With that high systematic reinforcement and, and one of the things that learned through research and, and even through trials and studies and working with kids is really kids with significant emotional behavior problems don't like to be controlled right and whether you're using severe punishment or whether you're using rewards both of the premise of that is to control child's behavior yeah and really what we're finding is kids process them the same mm-hmm. Now, rewards feels better than punishment for the yeah. adults, but it kind of processes the same. And so what we kind of want to talk about is kind of what we see as the negative, what we think kids need, and if we're going to use rewards, some guidelines for how to do that, yeah. so that that way it's as effective as possible. Um, and so what we often see is when we have rewards, sometimes it can backfire on us, because we have a reward system in place, mm-hmm. and kids have to meet certain standards to get that reward. And when you have kids with serious emotional behavior problems, if they don't meet that standard and don't get that reward, now all of a sudden
1: you have a blow up on your hands. You have a blow
0: up yeah. on your hands. Now they're angry. Yeah. Or um, we see things where the adults are putting all this energy into this kid getting the reward. Cause you don't want them blowing up.
1: No, you so want to stop
0: it. You're trying to stop it. So you're kind of just kind of pampering them along to make sure they get this mm-hmm. reward. Mm-hmm. And I, and then I hear like throughout the day, like, you better do this. If you want your reward, you're not going to get your reward. Mm-hmm. And so it's a lot of adult energy, right. And not a lot of kid energy. And as we've talked about, we want kids internalizing, we want right. them putting in the energy and so they internalize and can mature and grow. Um, the other thing we see is sometimes there can be entitlement that happens mm-hmm. because you know, everybody else is doing what they're supposed to do without a reward. But if you want me to do it, you need to give me an award to do it. And I think, I think that's the thing that I dislike about it the yeah. most. I think we even had kids who say that. Uh huh. Like I remember one kid in a group was like, well, if you want me to behave, now I want you to give me a robot. <laughs> like it was like slowly increasing <laughs> and eventually you don't have the money or, you know, the goods yeah. to get them to behave. Well, bottom line, that's just not leading kids to maturity. No. And
1: I, I think that's really what you and I are always going to be about as a business and what we want for the students that we work with Mm -hmm. and to help teachers and the parents get there Mm -hmm. with the kids is, um, yeah, it doesn't lead to what we want it to lead to. Yes. I think we think like, if I just give them a treat, they'll see how good it feels to behave and then they'll behave and they don't realize this is a maturity issue. Mm Right, this is where I'm at in my maturity, and for me to get out of that, I have to see that this behavior isn't going to work for me anymore. Yeah, it has to be inconvenient for me. And if you look at the animal kingdom, uh-huh. they're kind of the same. They can't <laughs> do the same thing to their babies. They push them out of the nest. They push them out of the nest. The elephants give them a spanking on their butt. They give them. Yeah, I mean, they're they're not giving them a treat every time they do something right. Yes,
0: and especially if they're doing, like if they're doing something that's hard for them. Or, you know, above and beyond, right? That's different than if they're doing something that everybody else is doing. You've got to be really careful. It's the
1: systematic stuff that I think can be an issue. And to me, it's like, if you're misbehaving, Uh you're not now going to get treats. I feel like that's just encouraging the misbehavior.
0: Well, and I've seen it, Uh especially like in kindergarten. Oh yeah. Where the kid is crying, crawls under the table. Yes. Somebody comes to get him. Huh? They get like a sparkly jar to help them calm down. So then okay. they come back with a sparkly jar. <laughs> Two more kindergartners are under the desk crying. Well, yeah, they're like, hey, I, I want would like a sparkly, sparkly jar. jar. <laughs> That's what I've learned. That's how I get the sparkly jar.
1: Well, we had one teacher had a crying tent in her in her classroom. <laughs> so kindergarten teachers who wanted them to have a private place to cry. I cannot tell you how many children were crying in that classroom.
0: Well, that sets up the. I, I don't believe that you can manage uh-huh. your emotions. I believe you're going to need a place to cry.
1: Yeah, I remember walking in and it was just like crying all over. And she's like, "Maybe I need to get rid of the tent." And I was like, "Yeah, you, you might want to." We
0: crying. want to say, We really want to send the message that you're capable. That yes. you can handle it. Yes. Um, yes. And so we don't want to send the message that you're not capable. And sometimes that's what rewards can do. Is everybody else can do it without rewards, you can't. And yeah. I can send that message that you're so weak. I have to give you rewards to do So We have to be so careful. Um, the other thing I see is that it devalues education, right? Yeah, here, here in the United States, kids have an opportunity for education like no other, right? Right. Um, and instead of education being this great opportunity, we have now made it something that, well, if you're going to make me do it, what am I gonna? what are you going to give me to do this? And it really sends a message that education in itself is not a value. And we don't want to do that. Well, learn kids. I don't think people, well, I don't know if it's true, but we forget that kids actually love to learn. Mm -hmm.
1: They really do. They really do. Now there may be some behavior issues or maybe some immaturity. There may be some things kind of getting in the way. There may be some academic issues, but overall kids want to learn. They're kind of little sponges. They really are. And, and we don't have to devalue what we're doing what we're doing is a huge value to them. Mm-hmm. It's a huge service. Uh, and it's, it's a very important mm-hmm. for them to grow up and be a productive adult and citizen and have an independence mm-hmm. and a life that they want. Um, and I, I hate it when I see learning getting devalued ever, yes. because to me, I love to learn and learning should be a part we, we want that to become a part of their life. Yes. You know, it never, just because you graduate high school or college doesn't mean you quit learning. No, it never stops. It it never stops. Yeah. So I I hate to see, yeah, to see that get undervalued for sure.
0: Um, The other thing you can do is undermine their capacity. And and sometimes it can be their behavioral capacity, but sometimes their social capacity. Well, for sure. So let's talk about the glitter jar
1: Uh example. I see you come back with the glitter after I've watched you just misbehave with the teacher. Mm-hmm. And really what I want is for you to get your comeuppance if I'm your peer. Mm-hmm. That's what we want to watch. Well, cause and- we're just like, they're getting rewarded for behaving that way. Well, that's not fair. Mm-hmm. So then I see you come back with a glitter jar and I'm like, what? Yeah. Why are you getting a glitter jar?
0: Yeah. And, and, and the thought behind that mm-hmm. is, well, they're not emotionally regulated. The glitter jar is going to help them emotionally regulate. Sure. So that's the theory behind what they're doing. But that's not what's actually happening.
1: Well, that's not what the kid, their buddy sees. No. Right. So I'm in there with them, watching them get a glitter jar. And I know what I would have thought as a child mm-hmm. is if they have to give them a glitter jar every time they misbehave because they can't handle any discipline, that is not a person I want to hang with because they're not strong. And
0: you care a lot about the social
1: aspect. I do. I do because I think it devalues them with their peers and we need our peers to heal and to grow. We need the connections, like, you know, trauma therapists being trained in trauma therapy. They all talk about, we heal in community. Mm -hmm. Well, we don't want to take away their community that they're going to need to heal with, right. That they're going to need those friends to talk about their toxic thoughts with talk about their ups and downs and get that support from their friend and get that encouragement Mm -hmm. from their friends. They need friendships. Yes. And so what kids want to see is a I mean, I don't think we want to embarrass them and humiliate them in front of their peers either. Yeah. We don't want to do that. I think we need to discipline them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we need to discipline them with some integrity, trying to keep their dignity um, so that they have peers and they,
0: have those and they mature and they have those friendships that they need. Yeah. Yeah. So, what we want to do is we want to give honest feedback on how mm-hmm. they're doing. We found that's much more effective. And I even had one teacher who came from one school and came to our school and the other school, she had feedback sheets and there was rewards tied to it. Then uh-huh. she came to our school and had feedback sheets, but didn't tie rewards. Uh-huh. She actually said the kids did better with the feedback sheet without the rewards tied to it.
1: Yeah. Cause they just needed the adult interaction.
0: They didn't need all the other stuff. Yeah. So they got, yeah, they got the feedback. They got the adult interaction. They got the encouragement. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we find that that can be helpful, making sure we're consistent with accountability Uh because we mature, we grow, we develop a conscience by having consistent consequences. That's right. Um, and also like random rewards or random celebrations can be good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, because then also they're not sabotaging because when you have systematic rewards, if they don't believe they've earned it, they can sabotage it. Yeah.
1: Random rewards is probably better if you're going to do rewards at all. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah or
0: excitement or celebrations or time with adults you know because we're, we're behavior- well and they need positive interactions with adults mm-hmm. too so if we're feeling like oh, i
1: have to reward this kid every time they raise their hand or every time they do what everybody else is doing and they are fully capable of doing it but they're just choosing not to as a teacher you kind of get it affects the relationships yeah. Cause
0: you're owning the behavior more. Yeah. And, and you want them to own it, especially if they're capable. Right. Yes. If it's something that they're learning and they really struggle with the skill, that might be a different story. Oh, that's different. But if they're capable and they're just choosing not to, or they don't want to, or right. for whatever reason, um, accountability is going to be better. Yeah. Um, relationship building, building that relationship, like we talked about in other podcasts, Mm-hmm. Um, and then also noticing the positive just noticing it can be really can be huge especially if they're a kid who craves attention if that's yeah. what they're looking for and really what I see is looking at when you're looking at behavior and behavior plans for me it's looking at what need are they not getting met, or what do they need in their healing environment and if we put those things in place I'm more likely to see change than having a systematic reinforcement plan yeah in the plan yeah so it's really like, what is their need? Is it attention? Is it relationships? Is it a child who really does struggle with their learning and needs additional help with mm-hmm. them? Um, is it a kid who just has some entitlement issues or has developed a belief that they don't have to follow rules? Yeah, And so they need some consistent accountability. It's really looking at those pieces for a kid. And so, if so for some kids, maybe some systematic reinforcement can be helpful, but some guidelines for that is really making sure that the reward system is not the whole plan.
1: Yeah. So there is some accountability there. Yes.
0: Yeah. It is more like I like to say it's more like the cherry on top. Yeah. Like it's real right. good. It's a cherry on top. Um, it can be part of the plan, but it is not the whole plan. Because what I'll see when I go into classrooms with kids who have reinforcement plans is they're actually being threatened by the plan. Now, if you don't do this, you're not going to get it. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so then the, then the not getting the reward is the consequence.
1: Versus they need just a constant different, and cost. you don't worry about if they get their reward or
0: not. Yeah. So we don't want to give energy to that. If they get the reward, great. You give it to them, but you don't want to give a lot of energy to that because you want your energy to be on the positive behavior, the relationship. Mm-hmm. That's where you want your energy. That's right. Yep. That um, and so, yeah, so don't threaten them. They won't get the reward and it's not the whole plan. It's just the cherry on top. it's the extra part to help with learning or make them excited about learning, especially if you're having them do a skill that's hard for them. If you like what
1: you're hearing and you want to learn more, you can go to our website at www.healingchildrenllc.org. On our website, you can read more about who we are. You can look at our
0: online trainings. You can also look at our blogs on a variety of topics. You can see our most new and up-to-date podcasts. You can also engage with us in
1: a variety of ways. Such as liking us or following us on social media.
0: You can even hire us to come in. Or you could email email. us or call us. Exactly. Make sure that you sign up for our email list so that you can get the latest information about what we have to offer, including live trainings in your area. Yes, so let
1: the healing begin.
0: Thank you for joining our podcast, The Bumpy Road to Healing. The Bumpy Road to Healing
1: is sponsored by Healing Children, LLC. We are both educators and mental health professionals, which gives us a unique perspective on working with children, both in and out of the
0: school setting, who have severe emotional and behavioral concerns. Our mission is for all children to be emotionally healthy, happy, mature, and responsible. As adults establish healthy relationships and appropriate boundaries, We believe that children are more likely to grow and prosper.
1: When adults understand the impact of trauma, entitlement, disruptive attachment, and child development, including conscious development, they can better create healing environments for children.
0: To learn more about us and what we have to offer, go to www.healingchildrenllc.org.